Hello and welcome back to Lounge With Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two librarians staying in touch through the power of books. Yeah. Um, and we're going to start off with our book club book, Convenient Store Woman by Saka Murata and translated by Ginny Tapley Takimori. And we finished it this week. Yes. Yeah. It Your first take adult long. book. I know. After we'd finished the last episode, I read it that afternoon and got through it. Did you? So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I read it like a day after that. I texted you at like midnight when I finished it <laughs> yeah, because that's did. just who I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were your thoughts, Claire? Well, we I obviously don't want to give away the ending because that would spoil the book, wasn't it? I quite enjoyed it. This whole relationship that she has with Shuraha, that relationship is, is most bizarre, isn't it? And... This whole book is bizarre. Yes. I was quite interested in the the sister of Shiraha came to the flat. And yeah, and that was quite interesting. Her reaction to um, Kiko. I thought she was like one of the most interesting characters in the whole book. Yeah. And And I really wanted to know more about her. And when Kiko asked her uh, advice about I can't remember what it was about. It was to do with... It was having children. Yes. Should she have children? Yes, and this sister-in-law's was answer was, <laughs> was so brutal. <laughs> it was really brutal. And I was like, oh my God. But she just took it. Yeah. Well, she kind of agreed with her, which was even yeah. funnier. <laughs> she was like, but, okay, cool. But she wasn't just talking about Kiko. She was talking about Shirhar as well. and basically. I saying, mean, he was an odd character. Did not well, like him. Well, I think if I'd have seen him, I'd have probably had to punch him. Yeah. He clearly likes baths. He slept in the bath the entire book. He slept in the bath, yeah. I don't think that's much of a spoiler. It's just... And, <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, he didn't want people to know that he was in the flat. It's almost like he didn't want to be living in the world, but he did want to enjoy all of the stuff in the world yeah. that is nice. Yeah. And she was taking his taking his meals to the bathroom. <laughs> and her meals were like boiled vegetables. Yeah. I just found like the whole book was almost a conversation of society's expectations and if you should ever match those expectations like should you bow down to what society wants even if it's not the mold you fit and I I do feel like this book is a journey of maybe you shouldn't give a damn it's quite uplifting but then at the same time I said to you I finished the book and I saw a dark side to the narrative which was about oh actually maybe Kiko shouldn't have made the choices she made yeah like maybe there is no escape I know what you're saying, yeah. I don't know. It was it was a little bit dark, yeah. I mean, I was a tiny, tiny bit disappointed with the ending, but... It didn't run like a normal book. There felt like there was no um, pivotal moment of like, yay, or, oh, no. It was just all one note. Mm. Which was okay when it was, like, this size. But I know it, there felt like there was no point of contention or like something to get over or resolution it just was and it it is interesting that other character you know that character that had come into the store and was being quite aggressive 
Um, oh yeah, really, the disheveled you know, we man. We talked about it in the other episode yeah. and how we thought that her. You sort of mentioned in messages to me that her character was sort of similar to that, but probably not in such an aggressive way. Yeah, well, I just had the thought of that guy that came in and was like, why are you putting muddy feet everywhere? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? I just thought, is that going to be Kiko when she's older and society no longer wants her and she can't work and she's not right? Is she going to turn into that man who's just going into convenience stores because there's nothing else for them? And I thought, that would be a really sad truth. But then I thought... Why else would the author have put that scene in with that man? Because it had no relevance to the story unless it was meant to be. This could be Kiko in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. There was some relevance to that character being in at that part. part. <laughs> Sounding all smart, analysing this book. <laughs> Maybe she just wrote it because she wanted to. Final thoughts. Would you recommend Convenience Store Women? Is it a return, renew or overdue? I think it's a renew for me. I would agree. I would say it is a, a strong renew and it looks gorgeous on the shelf. Yeah, you still haven't found a yellow one though. I've not seen a yellow one, but I know they exist. It says mm. so. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this yellow book? It'll come up in a year's time. It will. It's a really cute, small read. It won't take you long. I think it packs a really nice message. Yeah. And you can take a lot from it, whatever you want from it. Yeah. And it's a gorgeous book to look at. It is. It's lovely. I've enjoyed reading it, Sophie. It's been really good. Great first choice. Thank you. But the next choice is yours. What's it going to be? Okay. So, yeah, the next choice, we are going back to YA. This author had a book in the Carnegie list. So it's Sue Divin. And the book that was in the Carnegie was Guard Your Heart, which I absolutely loved. And it was based in Ireland. We are going to be reading Truth Be Told by Sue Divin. Oh! But we're not going to talk about that this week. We're going to talk about that um, in the next podcast. So, yeah, Truth Be Told, Sue Divin. Yes, the next episode, that is the book that we'll be doing a little reading from, looking at the blurb doing our initial thoughts before we start our book club read. So if you want to join in, you've got a week to get to the library, get to your local bookstore um, and join along with us. Let us know your thoughts as well of Convenience Store Woman if you haven't already. What's your book news, Claire? Okay, so I'm currently reading The Last Library by um, Freya Sampson. This was bought for me by a student at Toot Hill as a little leaving present. So quite appropriate, the last library, with being a librarian, Freya Sampson. Um, the character in this, uh, quite interestingly, uh, since we've obviously we've done Convenience Store Woman, and Kiko was quite a lonely character, wasn't she? Mm. Well, in this book, the character in it is a library assistant, and she's called June. And I believe she's about 28 years old. And her mum used to be the library manager, but she died of cancer. And June is still grieving her mum's loss. And so she's kind of taken herself inwards and sort of hasn't joined in or done anything other than work at the library, go home. That's all she does. And she gets a takeaway from the Chinese every Monday. But this 
library is like in a very small village called Chalcot. And what's happening is, is somebody is trying to close all the little local libraries, which is very sort of of the moment, isn't it? So there's like a big campaign in trying to stop the closure. And she's kind of on the outside of the campaign because she, at the start she's not allowed to join in with it because she works in the library and she'll end up losing her job. So she starts to be like this person who's doing Twitter things and setting up things, but they don't realise she's doing it. If you get what I mean, the people in the community. Yeah, undercover librarian. Yeah, she's doing <laughs> undercover stuff. Um, and there's a big protest and there's really nice lovely characters in there there's Stanley who's like this really old man that comes to the library every day and you learn about him you learn about Alex who is somebody that she went to school with and he's running the Chinese at the moment because his dad's had an operation and there's a little bit I think there's going to be a little bit of a relationship going on there with June and he's bringing her out and She's just like, she's just a little bit eccentric and just just very insular. She's just, she's just got to get out there a bit more and she doesn't know how to. And she's kind of got a lot of baggage from school days. You know, people being horrible to her and stuff. And yeah, it's good. It's really good. I'm oh, enjoying it. Oh, that sounds really nice. You've read such a, di- like a wide array of different books since leaving the library because when we both worked there we kind of had to read YA books that we were putting out on the shelves and after leaving we've suddenly got all this freedom to be like read what you want. (laughs) Yeah what are you reading at the moment? I'm still reading She Who Became the Sun by Shelley Park Chan because it is a really big book and it takes me a long time to read. Um, (laughs) But I did read this book called The Mad Woman's Ball by Victoria Mass and it's translated from French um, and it's a a gothic book and I didn't think I liked gothic books but I've read two gothic books now. Both of them have been like feminine gothic books that the characters are all female. Uh, I quite like them. They've got like this darkness to them and this mysteriousness to them and you always feel a bit on edge when you read in them. Um, But both that I've read so far have been really thin books, so I would say my only problem with both, and this one included, that I wanted more. Like, I was so invested in this story, but then it Mm. ended, and I was like, but I want to know more, but there's, like, just quick snapshots. Um, But this one's historical fiction. Maybe I like historical fiction, Claire. (laughs) You do like a little bit of historical fiction, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've read quite a... I've read this... Will be my third historical fiction read. Um, but this is set in the Sal Petri Asylum in eighteen eighty five in Paris, and it was where women were committed um, to this mental asylum if they didn't fit the mould. So if they were, a, you know, a prostitute or they had mental health problems or they were even high achieving women that men got a bit nervous about, they put them in the asylum, saying they had some kind of disorder. And it's about this woman Genevieve who's a nurse at the asylum and she's been there for ages but then she meets up with this young girl who gets put in there Eugenie who says she sees dead people and she does see dead people there is a supernatural element to the book and both of the women kind of work together because Genevieve realizes that Eugenie's not mad at all but because you know men and society don't understand her gift she's locked up 
But along the way, you you learn about all the other women that are in the asylum, and they've all got really sad stories to tell. But I don't want to spoil too much of it, because it's really small. Like, I don't want to say the whole story, but it's just about female relationships and hardships they've been through in the past based on just being a woman. But then it's got a supernatural gothic element to it, which is nice. And I picked this book up from the Accidental Bookshop when I was up in... Northumberland which was like an independent bookshop and they had three of them scattered around the area and I managed to get to two but the third one was in a a town I wasn't able to get to but when I go back I'll have to visit the one I didn't Uh, but it's a really good book. We like to big up little independent bookstores as well don't we? Yeah I love to do that. I did go to a mobile library this week. Oh yeah? Yeah so when I went I was going to the butchers to pick up some meat in slides and there was a mobile library there. So I thought it'd be rude not to step onto it, wouldn't it? And go and have a yeah. look. And I joined. I joined, you joined the mobile I library? I joined the North Yorkshire Library, yeah. So now I can go to any libraries in North Yorkshire and get books out. So That's I did cool. get a book out. Because you know I love a road trip, don't I? You love a road trip. Yeah, so this is And is that the, a Volkswagen? It is, there? yeah. <laughs> it's a Volkswagen camper van, which is Claire's dream. Yeah, it's called The Never Ending Summer by Emma Kennedy. So I'm going to read that when I've read The Last Library. So I'm going to start that. You get six weeks. You have these books for six weeks. Oh, that was better than our library loans. Yeah. However, they don't stamp their date labels. What? They don't stamp date labels. How do you know when it's due back? Well, they tell you, and, and she go, I said, oh, you're not going to stamp my date label. And she goes, oh, we don't do that anymore. She did write in it because I, I said, could you write in it so that I know when the book is due back? Because you would think that that would create an awful lot of overdues, not stamping the date label. And what would be the point in having a date label if you don't stamp it? That makes, yeah, why have, why have a date label? Hmm. I think, you know, if they weren't going to stamp their date labels, I think customers should write reviews of the book in the date label. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would That'd use it for idea. if it wasn't a stamp. Yeah, just like, uh, out of five, five stars, good. <laughs> or something like that, not like an essay. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I have taken a book out. I've done my bit. I t- I've not been to a library yet. You know me. I've I've got my own library at the moment. I know. And you do have a little bit of a thing that it's not a new book, though, don't you? I do, yeah. Yeah. That's just one of my weird... weird. (laughs) (laughs) has to be brand new. Nobody else has touched it. But between myself, my sister and my mum, I've got a library. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. You do, yeah, Um, exactly. Because I've got about 12 books on my shelf I've not read, and then... Between my mum and my sister, there's about 50 that I want to read that they have. Yeah. Well, so, whatever book you choose next, I I am going to go and try and get it out of the library. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to think of choosing a book that maybe I already have. Yeah. But I know a lot of the books I have are sci-fi, but I won't pick a sci-fi, don't worry. I won't mind if you pick a sci-fi, Sophie. Yeah, but they're, will, they're big books, Claire. I will tolerate it. <laughs> book club of like an 800-page book. <laughs> And then a last little bit of book news is I did go to Filey and it absolutely poured it down with rain and I found a book swap box. Oh, yeah. but you didn't get one, I imagine, because it was pouring no. it down with rain. No, I didn't, because I didn't have a book to put in it. 
And I, uh, I think you're supposed to take a book and put a book in, aren't you? But they did have Matt Haig's The Midnight Library in there. I love that book. Yeah, absolutely. That book has had so much bad press. It's such a great a book. A lot of people... Yeah, a lot of people don't like it. I think it's a bit of a Marmite read because some people think that it, it glosses over a lot of mental health issues and some people think it is really good at exploring. It's it's a Marmite book. I didn't realise. I thought it was universally good. Oh, I didn't realise that, actually. That mm-hmm. there was... Yeah, I loved it. And then, I absolutely adored it. Yeah, just the different I've got a book of his downstairs, actually, called The Humans. Oh, that's which I've not good read. As well, yeah, maybe I will make that. <laughs> maybe oh. I'll consider it. Oh, <laughs> I I think I will definitely be able to get that from the library as well. Yeah, I, I'm thinking for my next choice, I want to do some kind of thriller or sci-fi, something that we've not done yet. Sounds good to me. Okay, so next week, join us. We'll be starting our new book. It is Sue Divin. Truth be told. So join us for that. Pick it up from the library if you can. Uh, It is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. 